The Spanish announce table. Ooh, Tom, it is episode 349 of the Spanish announce table. And what a week of pro wrestling. I can't even tell you it was one of the most anticipated nights of pro wrestling, I think, since WrestleMania 30. And I think it was one of the most delivered on pay-per-views uh, in decades. In decades. Incredible. Everything about this weekend, this past weekend in pro wrestling was absolutely off the charts fun. It was great. Saturday night, we'll get into, there was some fun dealings with GCW. Sunday night, AEW does all out, in my opinion. Maybe, I don't want to have recency bias because it's easy to do that prisoner of the moment. Right now is the best thing that I've ever happened to me right now, right? Like you got to have perspective and context. But if it's not the best pay-per-view of all time, it's top three. I've always said, I've always said, Tim, my favorite pay-per-view of all time, hands down, SummerSlam 02. You have Kurt Angle, Rey Mysterio. You have Shawn Michaels coming back against Triple H in a street fight. You have Brock Lesnar versus the rock in the main event. And there's so much other stuff, but that's just the highlights of that event. That personally, to me, my favorite event of all time, AEW all out 2021. I tell you what, I think, I think I'm, I think I got to push O2 down a slot. I don't know. Again, I'm going to watch back again and all the fun stuff. And you know, maybe I'll make a top five, uh, for some content on the YouTube channel of my, five favorite pay-per-views uh but with all that being said aw all out 2021 spectacular Mm -hmm. yeah forgive me i'm over here live tweeting out that we are live now anybody that's uh listening to this on the podcast man you get hip with the times get hip with the times we're live on youtube when we do this things thursday nights right now maybe that'll change in the future who knows we'll 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 keep you posted and another thing that i think that needs to be applauded for your hard work about the YouTube channel is you pick great backgrounds. Oh. Look at the background behind us. Yeah. The images each and every week. Yeah. Fun fact, I have no no decision making in that. I just come in and Tim surprises <laughs> me. And each week I am pleasantly surprised. Right now we got Adam Cole getting mm-hmm. the smooches from the rest of the elite members. Just so great. Fun fact, and we are not, you know, we don't know much about this rubber band bullet club, pew, pew, you know, jerk off pew. circle that these guys pew, do. Pew. Uh, and, and not trying to denigrate them on some of their best performances that I've seen here. More on that. But I think when they turned on Adam Cole back in the old Bullet Club Elite whatever days, this is how they kind of gave him the, the send-off, right? The double kiss as he's getting his ass beat, right? Like So I think this was like a mocking of that. So, yeah, we'll get to – let's. I'll save my thoughts for when we talk about Adam Cole. Of course. But we we do this weird thing in pro wrestling where we remember one thing, but if we want to keep in kayfabe land, we got to remember the other thing. And I feel like we don't ever remember the other thing. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, we'll get to that later. Uh, but Tim, you know, we're riding sky high on a, an amazing pro wrestling weekend. Now let's get that money update. Let's oh. go to the moon. Mm-hmm. Tom, I'm happy to announce, you know, Many, many moons ago now, we we joined in and we purchased some MJF coin. MJF said, hey, I'm making a cryptocurrency. It's better than you, and you know it. You should buy it. And we thought, motherfucker, this guy's right. He's fucking better than us, and we know it, so we should get this, get this dough. Get this bread, get this money, and we did that. 
and it plummeted. However, last couple of weeks it's been on an uptrend, and Tom, I'm happy to tell you that it's continuing. We're up eight hey! percent this week, still down seventy percent overall, but that's a two percent gain, which is still positive. Eight percent up this week, Tom. I love it. I tell you what, mm. each each and every week it seems like you're giving me more positive news. I'm going to go get more cars, more houses, all the fun stuff. And all of y'all can buy in now and see where you go off there. It's on the Rally Coin. Just Google it. MJF, you know, he's good yeah. about that. He's better than you, and you know it, so you should just I will him. say, though, he needs to talk about it more. I feel like we had an initial splash of the MJF coin. And then he kind of uh, sidestepped it. Let's talk about it again. Uh, yeah, you now. know, Jericho's been getting in the way, I think. Oh, man. Jericho. Boy, oh, boy, do we have some opinions on that match at All Out. But I am happy that we have uh, momentum, traction in the in the right direction for this MJF coin. Speaking of MJF and all other things pro wrestling... Let's get into our favorite segment of the week. Again, for longtime listeners, we're switching up the format. We're doing this first because we want you to be heard. You tell us the topics. We will react to it, and then we'll give you some quick hits on the way out. But, of course, this is hashtag tweet the table. If you don't know what hashtag tweet the table is, go on Twitter. I think you could even go on Facebook. We can try that out, too. Why not? Because hashtags work there now as well. Use hashtag tweet the table. Share any and every wrestling thought. Obviously, most of these this week is going to be on brand in recent uh, wrestling um, uh, matches. But if you're watching a great Muda versus Hulk Hogan in New Japan, tweet it. Let us know. Like, Give us some more context. You can't just say an amazing power slam by Scott Norton. And then we're like, well, what the fuck? You know, so you got to help us out. But any and every wrestling thought you got, share with us. Love it. What, was uh, Fire and Ice the most underrated tag team in WCW yeah. history? I don't know. Tell us. Even the you know the more off the wall, the better in some regards because you know what I mean. You might get more tweets on the show if you're talking about stuff nobody else is talking about. Oh, and you might have us. You know, there there's little nuggets of memories and of hot takes up here that I'm ready to get out. You, it's on you to get that out of my brain and then out of my mouth. Tom's mental health is your responsibility is what we're saying. So you should use hashtag tweet the table. Keep him in a good mood so that I don't have to deal with him when he's in a bad mood. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. That's all I need. I need help from everybody. We also need help in keeping the lights on in this thing. So head on over to SpanishAnnounceTable.net. You can donate. You can buy some merch. Uh, The links are all there. Check that out. But you use hashtag tweet the table on Twitter like Tom said, and we're going to talk about it right here. We're going to kick this one off. Uh, Tom, uh great amazing weekend of wrestling and um, a great guy we're gonna start this one off with at the rebel trucker big josh he says hashtag tweet the table wrestling shows like that give me all the warm and fuzzy feels what a night of professional wrestling hashtag aw all out and okay let's get an overview before we dig into some of these minor topics here aw all out we did address it as kind of part of the intro but man i the anticipation, like all day, I'm like, I'm going to see it all out, and like I'm getting all excited, and then like I'm I'm in place early, and I've got my computer up so we can be live tweeting this stuff. Like it was the event of since we've done this show. I feel like yes, I would definitely agree. I would say this is the biggest event in our show's history, and it's the most fun that we've had with a pro wrestling event in the show's history. And I agree with you. I felt as if it was a WrestleMania from my childhood. I would say it was on the same level, but different emotions 
as two years ago, well, actually even last year's Super Bowl, where it's I'm anticipating it. I have a time set where this set of uh, of hours is going to be set aside for this moment, for this event, and I'm going to make sure that I'm doing that event. Tom, now, Tom, with sports. Well, before you get into that, lucky for you, you're going to get to experience that again in February. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to keep it going, boy. Woo, we ain't. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah. Hashtag take it back tour. We're getting that championship. Tom Brady, we're going to break your fucking oh, leg. Fucking Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady. No, we're not going to break your leg. But we are going to beat you. Uh, but what I was going to say there is it, it just obviously with, with a sporting event, you know, there it's different because you know you're going to get stories out of pro wrestling. And you can get a dud, right? You can get a 3 nothing game. That fucking sucks. But so – it was different emotions, but that same anticipation of like, yes, I, I am that. going to make sure to watch this. Now, the event itself, I sent you a message where unprovoked, you didn't ask me like, hey, how are you uh, experiencing all out? I just sent it to you out of the blue. Yeah. I damn near cried Yeah. after the tag team match between the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros. And it wasn't even because of that match. It was the whole pay-per-view up until that yes. point. It was the, the Eddie Kingston. Well, yeah, it was Ugh. the Eddie Kingston Miro. It was a John Moxley match, and then Suzuki coming back or coming out afterwards. Then it was the tag team match in the steel cage, and just everything was rolling on such a high that I was like, I haven't felt this joy in so long it from was an pro wrestling. Event. Yeah, it, was it was so an amazing great. event, and yeah, I agree with you all the way, especially leading up to that moment and and that. The pay-per-view could have ended at the tag team match, and we would have been like, that was an amazing pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, yeah. We were already like, wow, you did it, guys. Yeah. You did it. And then we were looking down, we were like, holy shit, we still have like all the big matches on the card. And it was yeah. great. Oh, yeah. so great. I love it. Yeah. You give you give us Pinta, uh, Pinta kissing his kid and then running up oh, to the God, entrance yeah. ramp, and you could have ran credits, and I would have gave you a 10 out of 10. It yeah. was so much fun. Yeah, so great. Loved it so much. All right, back to hashtag truth the table. Once again, we do these. We are the voice of the voiceless. We are the podcast of the people. We give you the stage to start this show. We give you the microphone. You tell us what to talk about. You're the producer, and you do that by using hashtag Tweet the Table on Twitter right here. Like Katie First Lady says, Miro's chest made my chest hurt, though not as bad as Kingston's nuts. Hashtag Tweet the Table. Oh, God, let's talk about the match. Well, let, yes. So this match was the perfect match to start the pay-per-view. Obviously, you had the buy-in match with uh, Jurassic Express and... Uh, the best friends taking on the Hardy family office. That was, again, served its purpose, got the crowd ready for some fun stuff. We got singing in. We got all the fun stuff. But then to kick off the pay-per-view, the anticipation like we were talking about, I don't think there was a better match to start off the pay-per-view. Eddie Kingston coming out, getting a pop that should be deserved for world champions, and then Mira walking out just like a stud, and both guys playing their part to a T. I loved 
everything about this. The 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 visuals that they were giving us even before they locked up was great. Where you had Miro standing on the second rope, presenting his championship as if God was at the altar and he was presenting this to him. And then Eddie Kingston staring a hole through his chest saying, I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. And the ref having to kind of push Eddie back to say, we haven't started yet. And then we get the lockup. And then we get the chops. And then we get the suplexes. And this was physical. It had all the elements that I loved. Suplex. Whatever, call it whatever you want. Call it, call it the Eddie Kingston. You Can know. we talk about also as a little sidebar here? Eddie Kingston on commentary on on Elevation is oh so good, so good. I love it. he's like he's got to get the last word. Like mm-hmm. he's giving everybody shit. Like he's just digging into everybody. He's having the time of his life doing that yeah. commentary, and it's so fun. You feel like so like your best friends with you are his. He's your best friend. Well, it feels so relaxed that you feel like you're seeing something genuine. You're not you're mm-hmm. not here you're not hearing Eddie Kingston being told what to say from someone else. This is just Eddie Kingston. Hey, they gave him a microphone. Let's see what he thinks about Dante Martin, right? And so that's what makes it so fun. But going back to this rivalry, uh, it looks like as we uh, kind of a, we're going to be ping-ponging around here uh, as we advance a little bit forward to Dynamite, it looks like they're going to continue this feud. We had Eddie Kingston say, "Hey, you fought me like a man until you low blowed me with the ref not looking. And then uh, Miro saying, I, I deserve to give my wife uh, broken bones and, and God, you know, his justice or whatever it was. And so it looks like we're going to keep do keep going with this feud, which I signed me up. Give me a best of seven. I, I think this is amazing. This match perfect blend of styles eddie kingston with that japanese style with the fast uh you know slaps to the chest and then miro with a more wwe style and big moves and playing to the crowd it just blended perfectly love these two guys and it seems like we're gonna continue that's what i just said yeah yeah i love it. yes yeah so i am just so excited about everything that they're doing here uh and and you know what the right man went one because yeah Miro's still undefeated. Eddie Kings, Eddie Kingston, let's be honest, could lose his next 10 matches in a row. And then you say he's getting a world championship shot. And we're like, yeah, totally cool with me. Totally understandable. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought the right guy won. And I liked, I, I liked, there were so many little aspects that I also really enjoyed. Uh, for example, Eddie Kingston getting out of the, the, the camel clutch or whatever, or the game over, I think is what Miro calls it. But getting out of that. And it was the illegal blow that was you know, the nail in the coffin. I like that storytelling again, 10 out of 10. And that like Eddie Kingston would have had a three count where the ref not there in time. That was the first of like two like written in ref boxes. The refs, Mm -hmm. the refs. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Rensburg, I think is his name. Fuck that. I wanted to punch him after this match. Cause yeah. Why, why all of a sudden do you care that, uh, turnbuckles are now you know all up on the the shit right yeah. like you cost eddie the match, and you're friends with eddie we know that you've been told us we told or you told us this on air like on tv that you guys are friends so what the fuck bryce you asshole come on bryce what a dick bryce is a dick maybe that's the episode name maybe let's go to at auc Kata. Who says, and despite that awkward Jericho entrance, the crowd still gets to sing Judas, hashtag all out, hashtag tweet the table. So much bad with this, right? I mean, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
you know, on paper, everything was was good. Because you say, if this is Jericho's last match, he wants to be played out by his guitarist from Fozzie. Totally fine, right? Like, you say that as the pitch, and I'm going to buy into that. But this guitarist was like, hey, this is my moment to shine. So guess what, motherfuckers? In the middle of the song that the people are trying to sing. You don't do the solos when the people are trying to get their shit in, right? And so he kind of big-timed the intro, which then made everyone going, Judas in my... Judas in my... Yeah, it was bad. Mine, like... They lost me, couldn't get it back. You know what I mean? Like, he was helping, right? Yeah. Not good, not good, not good. But... And then just even, uh, you know... What did we do all this for? Well, that hold stipulation? on. Hold on. Before we get to that, as we're still talking about intros, let's talk about MJF's intro, which got everyone. They do the old school Y2J yeah, countdown. I loved it. Yeah. They do the pop, and then it's Jericho's last match, and he walks out and they just boo him. MJF is just on an all time high with heel. The oh. best heel. Let, let's fast forward a little bit after this match um, where Jericho does beat MJF. We get MJF cutting that cheap heat promo on Cincinnati and then on the Pillmans. That was the closest to an Attitude Era promo that I can remember oh, yeah. on TV. I mean, he was talking about swallowing. He was talking about abortions. He was talking about... Meth. Meth heads. Meth. Drug addictions and just everything. Oh, and, and credit Pillman for like launching at him to the ring when he did that, right? Like that gave yeah. it like real heat feel, right? Like, bitch, right. I will fucking kill you. And then, I don't know if you caught this, but the, the, the cherry on the top of this promo for me was how Wardlow, when Brian Pillman Jr. does run into the ring, Wardlow gets in, in the middle of it, and MJF is like, oh, you're going to stop this just like you stopped uh, Jericho at All Out? Oh, and I think MJF's a guy who gets it. Like, he's going to plant these seeds for when Wardlow finally does. Like, they've got tape trail now of three or four times he's done this. You get a few more. Like, you're going to have a whole minute montage of him just, oh, yeah, yeah, piece of shit. And you sprinkle him in once every, like, two, three months where it doesn't feel like, okay, it's coming now. But then, like, in a year from now, if you want to pull that trigger, you've got oh, 20 examples. Of course. Yeah, because we, we've been told that – Wardlow does not get paid from Tony Khan. He gets paid from MJF. We've been told that MJF doesn't really think that he has uh, his best interest at heart, that Wardlow maybe wants the spotlight. And then we get the, you're not really here for me, pal. So, yeah, we've got all these little breadcrumbs to an eventual Wardlow face turn, which I am here for. And you know who else is here for it? Jim Ross. Jim Ross has the biggest crush on Wardlow. Every single time Wardlow just, you know, rears back for a punch, Jim Ross is calling the the future of AEW, the face mm. of the new era, all this stuff. He loves him so much. I mean, rightfully so, but still, I just find that interesting. Now, let's reset, go back to the match. As you mentioned, we have a stipulation here at All Out, Jericho, MJF, and Jericho loses, his in-ring career is done, he's going to the commentary booth. We think for a second... It actually happens because we get a three count where Aubrey Edwards does not see the foot on the rope. Yeah. The bell ringing. So that was my thing. I was like, second ref watch. Why'd they book it this way? And then I thought like, oh man, are they going to have this play out where like Jericho comes back? He's like, but I didn't get Mm -hmm. beat. And then we still continue it. And then, so like, I mean, they hooked me on all of that. Right. Yeah. Especially, 
Yeah, especially because they played the music, they rang the bell. It wasn't one of those, you know, it's a three, and then wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before I announce the winner, I got a, you know, conference with this other ref. It was, no, we thought it was done. And then the ref comes down because there was refs ringside because of Wardlow and Jake Hager uh, brawling to the back. And then the second ref was like, hey, hey, hey. I see that foot on the rope. Jericho actually didn't get pinned. And then we get Jericho with the victory. And here's another thing, like... I hate the idea of the, like, another ref comes out, we restart this match, because, like, every pro wrestling fucking match. Well, yeah, could, like, I mean, all if, of you, them. if you legitimately wanted to do that, you could have done that with the first all match, where them. you could have said, Miro, low-blowed Eddie Kingston, let's restart the match. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, but also, it wasn't the worst thing in the world, right? Like, we could obviously split hairs with nine million things. It was Yeah, there's just not a whole lot of other, like, actual real-world examples of things like that happening. You know what I mean? Like, does that happen much in the MMA world where another official comes out and is like, hey, listen, you get you got not this comes wrong, out. you missed well, it. You know what I mean? Like, Not comes out, but, you know, obviously in between rounds, the ref will say yeah. to the active ref, hey, you need to watch out. He He's leading with his hands. He might oh, finger sure, poke him, stuff course. like that. Yeah, stuff, but, yeah, yeah. Right. But there's no rounds in pro wrestling. Well, there's no, like, watch... overturning a decision because they're like, no, you got that wrong. Right. Like, they're not of coming course. into it. And you don't see that, like, in baseball. Now, you might see, like, later people vacating wins and shit, but you never yeah. see, like, them come out and be like, no, no, we're going to run the ninth inning back because, like, you know, you missed that he fucking, that he got tagged. Yeah. So we're just going to restart it and redo it. <laughs> people will lose their shit. Yeah, I agree. Now, so let's talk about the result. So Jericho wins. And I think if you are just a casual fan and this is your first time watching AEW, it's a great moment in 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 the moment, right? Jericho wins. He gets a win over that dastardly heel MJF, right? But like you said, what were we doing with all this? And then even more so, a thing they actually did that I enjoyed on Dynamite, we didn't see Jericho this week. Pretty pretty good little break from Jericho. But then MJF just moves on to, I guess, Brian Pillman Jr. We're going to get that match at the Arthur Ashe Stadium uh, on the 22nd of September. And that's fine, and that's great, and let's move to another direction, right? Like, I'm ready for this to split between Jericho and MJF. But I don't really know if... MJF and Brian Pillman Jr. is going to be that thing that says, like, this is what I want to see out of MJF. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a pretty big step back yeah. from Jericho. So, I don't know. It's it's interesting. And then what does Jericho do, right? So, Jericho does get the victory. But if you're still playing uh, pro wrestling math, it's 3-1 MJF. Is he going to want to get to 3 or 4, you know? Well, like, I don't thing. want to see that. Yeah, to me, like, in any rankings, you're still ranking MJF higher yeah. than Jericho even after a victory, right? So, I, yeah, I don't know what they do here. I don't see how any one of them goes and has anything as meaningful as they had before, which is not uncommon of any major big blow-off, but, like, it just sometimes usually one person's kind of strapped to go further, but you can't do that here. Well, so th this is what I was kind of alluding to earlier, though, is, you know, if you wanted to split off MJF and Jericho, which I think is happening and is definitely welcomed, maybe let's shotgun then the, the Wardlow MJF feud, right? Like that feels elevated to a level where you could have even started here at the event. That's could what have I'm saying. Been like, the reason. Right. And that's where we could have started, where then MJF is obviously taking a step back because MJF in a feud with Jericho is obviously going to be bigger than MJF 
in a feud with Wardlow, but we may have a better story with Wardlow. I just don't know what we're going to do with Brian Pillman Jr. And no offense to him, but he's been on elevation the majority of the year, it feels like. And so, I don't know. As a singles competitor, that's just not that appealing to me. But MJF, I mean, bought me in with the the meth comments and the abortion comments and the the dick sucking comments and all. Methany. Yeah, methany and all that. And then talking about Linda and, you know, coming out. He called, he called. Uh, Brian Pillman's sister, who was pregnant, 16 and pregnant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was just great. He, oh, he's awesome. He is not, I hate him. Yeah. He's yeah. not pulling any punches. It's crazy. I mean, he... Oh. I forget the line that he said to Sammy Guevara when he said something to the effect of he looked like a high school drug dealer or something, but that was the last time that he gave me a line that made me pop, and that whole promo... I had to watch again because I was like, he said all of that. He all said all things. of that. Yeah. <laughs> Any one of those sprinkled into in a promo, he could have got four out of out of those. Oh, pro- pro- yeah. It was just, yeah. Absolutely Good incredible. God. So let's see what happens, but uh, I'm positive and patient. I'll say that. I like that we're getting new talent in, right? Because it's not MJF and Dustin Rhodes. You know what I'm saying? So at least we're going with the youth movement. <laughs> I'll say that, but I don't know, you know. Well, speaking of the youth movement, <clears throat> a reminder before we jump into that, use hashtag Tweet the Table on Twitter, and you'll be part of the show just like everybody here. And it's fun. You get to meet people, and you get to talk about wrestling, and we we give you a voice to the world. At Hallmark of Swede, who is may or may not be uh, the chairman, Sean Spears, says, hashtag Tweet the Table, Christian Cage is in tremendous shape. There is no denying that. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, he suffers from a severe case of old man ass. And, well, I mean, hey, man, he's an old man. He's going to have some old man ass. Yeah. Well, like, if if we're judging him physically, objectively, I don't know if he's ever had the the Larry Fitzgerald ass. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's always been known for the bottom half. He's had some really long legs that just start, that ended his back. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, as you get older, that's gonna happen, right? And so, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if he had the thunder thighs and the and the uh, and the booty that you know makes all the people yeah. turn their heads. You know what? I mean, but, we can't all you know. be chiseled studs like Sean Sp- Hallmark of Swede. Yeah, here, you know what I mean? Like, I bet you he sent that tweet from a, a model. chair. I think I bet he, I you think he was a model. Oh, Hallmark of Swede? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a good-looking person. Yeah. What a good-looking person. He's the person I think I look like when I look in the mirror. <laughs> you know? He is a... Right? Credit to you, Sean. I mean, Hallmark, you Sean are... Sean Spears, yeah. You are one good-looking Not looking Sean fella. Spears. Yeah. Not Sean Spears. You are a good-looking fella. <laughs> All right. Join us. See, this is the kind of fun we have on hashtag tweet the table. If you're not playing along, you're just wrong. If you're not playing along, you're wrong. There it is. There That's the show title. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, here's one we haven't heard from in a while. It's at Mr. Fourth Row says Kenny yeah. Omega. Kenny Omega with the Urkel. Did I do that? Hashtag tweet the table. And yeah, that's what these guys are good at, right? The pop culture. Well, and, then, and, stuff. And, and the stuff that makes you roll your eyes, right? Because he does the move where he jumps off the ring apron and does a double foot stomp on Christian with a table sitting on top of him. And you think, like, that's badass. And that's where you could do a Finn Balor look up. That's where you could do an RVD, you know, finger poke, look at how cool I am. But he goes 
nerdy Steve Urkel where you're like, really, man? Like, that's that's what we're going to go with is the Urkel. And it makes you roll your eyes. But that's what it's supposed to do because he's the heel. So I like, I like the spot and I like yeah. the comment. But also, by the way, uh, Kenny Omega, are we not going to talk about his blue hair all of a sudden? What the fuck <laughs> yeah. is with this? Heel and stuff, he's not man. Mat- but he's not matching his clothes. Yeah. Like he's coming out in yellow jackets. <laughs> so yeah. Like, what the fuck is happening here? Well, you know when they're sitting around playing video games, they have somebody dye their hair. Tom. I I guess I get what. Uh, and they are well, so you're doing your Twitch stream. By the way, did you see on Dynamite Nick Jackson's fucking nose ring uh, yeah. connected to his earring yeah. with the stupid nineties Shawn chain? Michaels thing? Right? Oh, like he did that one good thing. night. I don't know, but this was obnoxious. Um, obnoxious. Uh, Kenny Omega, I will say, had one of the funnest tweets of the week when Adam Cole, who supposedly uh, part of his WWE no- negotiations were that they were they did not want him to maintain control of his Twitch account. And he was like, F that. I'm doing that. And so then he's like, after he's with AEW, he's like, hey, everybody join me on the Twitch. And Kenny Omega tweets out. He's like, mm, this is going to be awkward about the Twitch thing. Check your DMs, <laughs> right? Like, so fun. Like, they, they that's the thing. They that, get like, it. That's the thing that WWE misses now is like, that's what we mean when you're out of touch. Like, they don't, they couldn't make a joke like that to save their life. Nope. To, like, no, it just wouldn't happen. They don't understand it. Yeah. It's it's beneath them. It, they're up in a stratosphere where their jokes are about deals that they close in the eleventh hour, and we're talking about stuff on television that we enjoy watching. And you're not getting the, the connection here. So, Mister Fourth Row, ah, man. But Mister Fourth Row, great to hear Love from you, dude. man. You know what? You know where you can find him in the fourth row. Fourth fucking row, baby. What did I say? If you're not playing along. <laughs> You're I wrong. Yeah. If you're not playing along, you're wrong. We'll see. There it is. Let me write all that. And out. by the way, Mr. Fourth Row, keep up with those bike rides, man. I follow you on uh Twitter and Facebook and I see those those long ass bike rides. Credit to you, man. Keep it up. Look at this. We're complimenting you as you hashtag tweet the table. Huh? Name another podcast that does that. None of them. None of them. Uh at Ash Hendricks 92 says punk still has it. Hashtag tweet the table. Um, I mean, yeah, I think punk still has it in that. Like, I'm like, yeah, he kicked the guy in the calf a couple times, you know, does a couple of well choreographed, uh, switcheroos. I think, well, so let's be honest. And we, we talked about this back when, uh, he left WWE and he was going into mixed martial arts. He's not coordinated. I don't mm-hmm. think, you're ever going to, you know, one of the attributes of punk isn't going to be uh, in-ring coordination. He kind of has two Athletic left feet. Athletic specimen. Right. right. He kind of has two left feet, and that's okay, right? What I will say that he does perfectly in the match is he has the presence and the the mind to involve the fans. You know, he yes. does, right? Some some basic kind of moves, which again is look. Hulk Hogan's one of my all time favorites. He was but the that's king what of Hogan basic was moves. doing. Like he would right. know when to like make yeah. the crowd. Yeah, do and stuff. Punk, Punk to to a lesser extent, he doesn't do ham it up like the Hogans did in the eighty and stuff like that. But he has that that presence to like, hey, this is going to be a moment where we need to slow it down for the cameras or for the crowd. So I like that about. He this knows message. exactly when to do the strategic pause yes i like that that's mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Look at you. Yeah. We're on fire today. Right? We are on fire. Right. And Ash. Ash. It's great, great to hear from you, man. Yeah, it's been yes. a yes. Love this. Love it. Hashtag tweet the table. Be part of the community. Right? Can't go out and be a part of the community too much in these day, this day and age with COVID running wild. Right? So be a part of our digital community here. There it is. Yep. That We're all so, vaccinated here. On Tweet the Table, you know what I'm saying? Come on, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So, hey, let's get into that a little bit, because I don't know uh, if we're going to talk more about the outcome, but Punk wins, Mm. and Mm -hmm. Darby Allin loses, right? Yeah. And so CM Punk then goes out on Dynamite and was like, hey, that was great. I had so much fun. Uh, First thing my wife asked, though, is what's next? And so he's like, so what do you all think's next? I hear some Moxley. I hear some... Uh, I've Sammy Guevara, I think, or something like that. And then Taz is like, "Don't you say our name? <laughs> Don't yeah. you say it?" I know. It's, it's like, like nobody said your name. He's like, "Oh, but <laughs> you have been. <laughs> you have, which he has, yes, right? Like, of course, Taz, Taz isn't lying. Right, yeah. Taz isn't lying, but the timing was not great. It was the one time where yeah. Taz is one of the coolest wrestlers in the history of wrestling. Right, the aura, the arms folded, the yeah. scowl." All of that, and this one, he he looked like Angry Joe. Hey, listen, lost even, on his front even lawn. with All Out and and all of the the greatness it was, and how fun Dynamite is. One of the highlights of the week for me is Taz singing along to Ruby Soho. <laughs> <laughs> well, that you know the secret ingredient, the secret ingredient to all of these licensed songs that AEW is using is Taz sings it to get it over. Because if you recall, the first time Jungle Boy walks out to Tarzan Boy, it's Taz going like, oh, 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 I love this song. And everyone pops because Taz breaks Taz. his Taz breaks his tough man mentality to say, like, I like 80s music. And then we're like, okay, so do we. Yeah. And we're into it, right? And so Rancid, you know, mid-90s mm-hmm. uh, kind of punk A very poppy style, whatever. sound. Yeah, yeah, punk ska kind of thing. Uh, and that, Taz again is like, yeah, Ruby so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And just like, yes, and that's what's fun. And by the way, that song has been stuck in my head oh, since God. Sunday night. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Oh, no. Ruby, 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 so I mean, back in the day, I probably rocked that song way too much. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh, you know, way yeah. Way too much. Oh, every emo party that you go to, you know. Hey, girl, it's going to be okay. I understand. I'm depressed, too. Ruby Soho. Yeah, you just play that song. You know what I mean? That's how you get them. That's how you get them, huh? That's how you get them. It's all it takes. Look at this. this. On our YouTube live stream, you got Uh some air drums from me, and you got some dating advice. Great advice. If anybody's thinking of taking that advice, DM me first so I can clarify what he said for you. Four times out of 20, it works every time. Yep. So what's the next hashtag tweet the table? He said 420. At Devil Vamp says, Tony Khan has been successful at bringing Japanese strong style to the Americas. That is a huge fucking deal. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag AEW Dynamite. And I mean, hey, it's vicious style. I'm a fan. Oh, and it does expose you to some of that Japanese style that you may not be familiar with, right? So, obviously, 
uh, American pro wrestling fans who are, you know, dialed into the hardcore wrestling who may not watch the Japanese wrestling. They've heard of Minoru Suzuki, but then you know who Suzuki is when he walks out and the entire crowd is singing his song and then John Moxley selling it like he just saw a ghost. That's the other key part there is when that music hit after his match, John Moxley stands up and is like, say what? What in the fuck? And and so that's where you're like, okay, I guess Suzuki is a big deal. I've heard his name, but I've also heard Tanahashi and Ibushi and, you know, Ishii and all these other names. But like, I guess Suzuki's a bad motherfucker. And then again, fast forward to Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah, he is. We, we learned that for sure. And so is John Moxley. John Moxley. Great, great match at All Out and a great match at Dynamite. I feel like the feud of the year, we got some contenders, right? You could say MJF. Chris Jericho, you could say Hangman Adam Page, Kenny Omega, because again, the year's not over. I think we got something coming up with that. But in contention, uh, John Moxley versus Japan, it's up there. <laughs> he's like, fuck that country. I want to fight all the wrestling from her. Yeah. yeah. He's like, listen, I'm better than Japan. Yeah, I want all of them. I want all your Japanese wrestlers, and I'm going to beat them all. And he has so far. You should get a shirt that's just better than Japan. Yeah, John Moxley. Yeah, John Moxley. John Moxley versus Japan. That should be the shirt. You know how it says like Kansas City versus everybody. It should just say John Moxley versus Japan. Yeah. All right. Again, if you're not playing along, you're wrong. Hashtag tweet the table. This is the most interactive podcast uh, in wrestling radio. Here, we give you the voice right here, just like we're giving it to at Theo seventy five. He says, "Great news." To hear that Don West cancer is in remission. Step up your game, T-Mac. Hashtag tweet the table. Well, I tell you what, that's some great news to hear. I tell you what, that was really scary there for a moment, but then he got some deals, he got three-for-one shirts, and then he got remission. And that's what you do when you're Don West. Look at that. Don West. In the spirit of Don West, I'm going to hawk another thing here. SpanishAnnounceTable.net, you go there, there's a donate button. Uh, to PayPal, and you can become the beer sponsor of the week. You give us some money for beer. If you got a specific beer in mind, let us know. If not, just say, hey, go get some beer. We'll do it, and we will praise you on the show. We'll tell everyone how great you are. So I want to make sure we pause for a second and talk about today's beer sponsor of the week, our goddamn selves. Once again, nobody fucking did it. So, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Beer. And here's another thing that you can know as a social cue if I'm not drinking beer, then we didn't have a beer sponsor of the week. So if you're watching the YouTube channel and you see me drinking water, it's because we don't have a beer sponsor. Listen, don't that. you want people to know how cool you are? They probably don't hear it any other way. So you need us to let them know. Mm-hmm. To go to, <laughs> I'm like insulting the people that I need to donate money to. Yeah. Reverse psychology. Reverse psychology. We're the yeah. best. Okay. Love it. The, uh, best. the best. The best. Now we sound like Ortiz from Santana and Ortiz, which real quick note, because they, I don't know if we're going to talk about them, but they got a quick promo on dynamite where they alluded to like, we're going after the championships again, Santana and Ortiz versus the Lucha bros. Huh? Huh? Yeah. I'm excited. Oh, that's money. That's what we need. Some Santana Can't Ortiz. Um, although I want him to win the titles at some point. But anyway. that's what I like. I think if the Lucha Bros lose the championships, it needs to be to Santana and Ortiz, and then we get the 
mega push up to what they should be. Because remember, when they came out in the presidential max mask and they beat up the young bucks, that crowd went crazy for them. And we need that again. That's a Santana and Ortiz we need. Get them back to that level. Lucha Bros, Santana and Ortiz, sign me up. I love it. And uh, yeah, it's good for Don West. Cancer free. Oh, of course. And yes, good uh, good homage to him by plugging her own shit here. I hope you guys enjoyed my crappy impersonation of him. Uh, and it's good to hear, right? Like, yeah. it's great. No one wants to get bad news like that. And so I'm glad to see that he got uh, turned around on the on a good corner here. And we're, we're doing well. Um, all right. So back to at Katie First Lady says, so it's interesting the direction Punk and Brian are going uh, right now. Where Punk is at least for now working with another young talent, and Brian's already in the title picture. What do you guys think? Hashtag AEW Dynamite. Hashtag Tweet the Table. I kind of like that they're doing something different from each other. So, yeah, yeah. It felt it felt like we've got some history that we got to get to here in a little bit. When uh, CM Punk was talking about who who showed up at uh, All Out, he he mentions Ruby Soho. He mentions. Uh, Adam Cole, but then he says Brian Danielson, and he takes a quick little pause and just stares at the camera. And we know their history from Ring of Honor to WWE, not now into AEW, right? So we're gonna get there. What I like is two things. One, it's not the same story where it's like Daniel Bryan, or excuse, I guess get out of that uh habit here brian danielson it's not that we're doing brian danielson works with jungle boy and cm punk works with powerhouse hobbs like one does have to go to the championship right we're calling these guys the best in the world they can't just be eluding kenny omega the entire time so daniel like bryan, bryan was in main event uh, world title storylines at wwe it was standard reason daniel bryan main evented wrestlemania this year Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it would make sense yeah, that he would course. come over. Any company he goes to, he's yeah. right now a legit world title contender. And of the two, he's the more active one. So if you're breaking kayfabe well, That's what for I mean. Second, yeah, Punk's been gone seven years. He has to kind of climb I mean. the ladder. Yeah, and, and we also, breaking kayfabe, we don't know if he can go. Right? We, he proved it with Darby Allin, but with Kenny Omega, that's a different style of match. We know Brian Danielson can do it. Let's see if uh, CM Punk can. So I like that they're staying away from each other. But that they're that they're there, but for two different reasons. Because CM Punk said, "I want to work with the young talent," and then Brian Danielson in his post uh, match conference, he was like, "I want to kick all these guys' heads in." Like, I'm not here for the future. Yeah. I'm here for right now. Love it. All right. Uh, well, let's see if you love this. At AUC, Canada says, "How many times have we had Rollins versus Cesaro this year?" Hashtag SmackDown. Oh. Hashtag Tweet the Table. That's something AEW does not do. Right? We do not get these like. Repeat match after repeat match after repeat match after repeat match. Seven weeks in a row. There legit was one time where it was, I forget who the competitors were, but someone tracked it was six weeks in a row. They ran the same match back. Probably Damian Priest and uh, John Morrison. I, I, it was ridiculous. It was yeah. fucking ridiculous. Um, and I, well, that's it, what they do here. And, and the thing is, with the rematches, it, you could almost say it's all right if there's an end goal. You know, because you, you think back to WCW and you had the Crispin Wall, Booker T, uh, best of seven series. You even had in WWE Cesaro and Sheamus, their best of seven series, right? So there was an end goal when they were doing all these matches. Also, if you're going to do those matches and not do a series, let's have some different stipulations. I can't just say it's them wrestling again. You know, like 
Make it a cage match. Make it a last man standing. Make it an I quit. If you're going to keep doing the matches, make it different. Cause if Give it, us a damn not, reason to care. Give us yeah. a reason to care. It's just, they're bad. Bruce Pritchard is the biggest idiot in pro wrestling. And Vince McMahon is just on cruise control. He doesn't care. And Triple H damn near died, unfortunately. So. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that later. Um, yeah. Hashtag tweet the table coming out of at the Rebel Trucker says, hashtag tweet the table. What a tag title match. I'm far from a fan of the Young Bucks, but I got to give both teams credit. They yeah. both laid it all on the line tonight. Hashtag AW all out. And I couldn't agree more. We've lamented their style, both these teams' style, even though I think right. we like the Lucha Brothers but not the Young Bucks. I still wouldn't mm-hmm. say I'm a fan of the Lucha Brothers' style um, for the most part. Um, it's their charisma and their presentation that I like. But, yeah, these two did everything here to near perfection. It's just exquisite. It was long. It was long. I'm going to say it was long. You know what? After talking to a local pro wrestler who I will not name because I don't want to Put his business out there like that but after he mentioned something to me I, I re-watched the match and that match again an all-time great but one thing where they get a little bit sideways on is you see ray phoenix jump from the cage onto the young bucks and ray phoenix or excuse me and pinta and pinta just jumps up is like i'm good they're hurt but i'm not yeah right little detail that we could have fixed However, the shoe with the thumbtacks, by the way, I am not in the shoe community, but I have friends who are, who do not know anything about pro wrestling, but they know they hate the Young Bucks because what they're doing to these shoes. Yeah. Apparently, the, the shoes on Sunday was a Travis Scott something or other Air Force Ones, and they were pissed that they put thumbtacks and used it in a match. So credit to them for doing that. Yeah. And yes, I will uh, tip of the cap right here. Look at this right there. To the Young Bucks, because yes, for the longest time that this podcast has been uh, on air and in your ears, I've hated those fucking guys. I've hated those fucking guys. I don't hate them as much. <laughs> I'll, I'll say agree. that. I'll agree. I, I can appreciate over. that. Here's what I've said. Either they, there's one of two things going on here. Either they like really, 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 really are just the worst and I hate them, or I hate them. And also, they're one of the best heels ever because they've worked me into a shoot of hating them. You know what I mean? Like, and hey, I'm willing to give them credit if it's the latter, right? Because goddamn, I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> one thing, though, that yeah. I think also elevates their status is their friends love to put them over. They might be the best guys backstage, but you hear all of their friends saying that that's the best tag team in the world. And so, kind of just through, like, well, if he says it, I guess it's true. And that kind of elevates them. The other thing I'll say, and this is a, is a very slight criticism, is as you mentioned, that match was long. It was long. And if you're in a structured company where you're not the vice president, I don't know if you can do that match if it's not the main event. You know what I'm saying? So, look, let's have a little bit more structure, right? If you're given 20 minutes, let's not do 32. You know what I mean? So, again, fantastic match. I loved it because of... This guy right here getting his special moment with his kids afterwards. And if, again, if you're watching the YouTube channel, you know what I'm talking about here. So I'm not even going to say his name. But when he got his special moment with his kids, he ran up with Ray Phoenix and they did the whole thing. Loved it. I even loved the intro or excuse me, the entrance. Remember yeah. the entrance? Oh, yeah. With, with, with the, 
Daryl, man. Mm-hmm. And the rapper, the Mexican rapper, credit to you for knowing how to hold a microphone. God, that made me so happy. You held a microphone like a professional. Yeah, and hold it where your thumb's over your mouth, and then no one understands what the fuck you're saying. Perfect entrance. Loved it. Loved the presentation of the, the Lucha Bros. Yeah, listen awesome. to that. Listen to that uh, MC radio performer. Oh, it's the, it's the it's worst. The I know. worst. When they hold any part of when that. They... Hey, if you're on the windscreen at all, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Get off of that. Get off of it. Here's I another don't know tip. Here's another pro tip. Fuck? You don't need to yell into the mic ever. The microphone is what yells for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That's Yeah. Now, if you're getting animated and you're mad, okay, right? But if you're yelling your lyrics because, like, you don't, that's the microphone. I got all kinds of vocal tips on how to elevate you without you yelling right. <laughs> forcefully yeah. into them. Anyway, 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 anyway. Let's get back to hashtag tweet the table. At Katie First Lady says, I'm hearing the hashtag tag team turmoil match is good on hashtag raw tonight. But quite honestly, I'm watching hashtag AW all out again. I'm not even mm-hmm. sorry. Hashtag tweet the table. Not I think that's sorry. I think that's the sentiment of everyone this week. I didn't watch Raw. I, I yeah. didn't. I saw I saw one viral clip where I believe John Morrison sprays Karrion Cross with his water stick. But I watched All Out again because in the moment, I loved it so much, but there were so many little details. By the way, the CM Punk uh, Darby Allin match, I, I learned, was basically uh, a... a Hom- or a homage, paying homage to the Bret Hart one two three kid match, which I didn't how, know, and so I rewatched it for that. So let me tell you how great and validating it felt to know that CM Punk, when he wants to make a tribute to somebody he thinks was like a important, you know, mentor like person, it's Bret fucking Hart. Because how fitting it was oh. how fitting that he would admire and aspire yeah. <laughs> to be Bret yeah. Hart. <laughs> yeah, when Punk is Hart, oh. Bret Hart's age, mm. I think if we're still doing this podcast, we're going to be making the same co- – I probably will have – Recycle. Uh, yeah, I'll probably have a same impression of Yeah, Hart like we can do I where they Punk. showed like the Bret Hart match and the Punk match, and we'll just do like, here's T-Max shitting on Bret Hart. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, that's that, that's a pretty spot-on – Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. spot-on um, – that you, that 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 guy is your uh, you know hero in pro wrestling makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, back into hashtag truth table again. Play along, play along, or you're wrong. At AUC Cata says, how many fucking times do Natalia and Tamina need to lose before they actually lose their tag team championships? Hashtag raw hashtag truth table. Well, as many more times before they get another tag team. Well, but this is the thing that's the stupidest thing about WWE right now is. This championship contenders match where you've got to fight the champion to beat him to then fight him again the next week. That's, you know, we were talking about how referees never get, you know, the decisions overturned yeah. in the moment, right? There's never been yeah in any combat sport yeah, no. ever. There's never been beat the champion, then you get a championship right. match. There's been times where people beat the champion and you go, okay, well, maybe it's they a deserve rematch. a title. Right, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, but you've never beaten like uh, or just but, let's say it's a non-title you know i mean it's not championships not in line or when he took the fight he won the champion so they're not putting the title up against right against you but you beat him everybody goes oh well shit he should get a shot at the thing it comes naturally sometimes perhaps but it doesn't but, like there's never like to earn the match you know what I mean? you gotta beat him and then you Same gotta thing. beat him again we don't do that with like again other sports like all right 
to be the Super Bowl champs, you got to beat last year's Super Bowl champs first, prove that you're able to beat them, and then we'll play the Super Bowl. You know, like it just doesn't. And correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you know, hashtag tweet the table to keep me honest here, but we don't even do that with video games, right? When you beat the final boss, you don't have to beat him again. <laughs> you know, when you beat the, the third level of Mortal Kombat, you don't have to then do it again to get to the fourth level. Like, it makes no fucking sense. Who thought this was a good idea? So, and here's what I'm going to say out of all of that. Again, here's WWE missing even the most, like, the missing, they're so out of touch that they miss maybe perhaps the only salvageable thing out of something like this. Tamina is starting to figure out that you can use, like, facial expressions and have some swagger. And she's putting in some of the best, like, work I've seen. Like, I did see, um, uh, like, a little snippet of this Raw match, and she's, like, she's, like, cutting people off in the corner, and she's just, like, what the fuck are you going to do? Bat it, bit. You know what I mean? Like, she's got, like, a fucking... I'm going to fucking toss you into, like, she's got a little bit of that, like, come at me, bitch. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God damn it, that's what you need. Like, we've never seen that. We've seen every fucking tag team match in the world. Like, do something with that. Hone in, focus, hyper-focus on that, and write it until we get bored again. But, like. But then they have them lose. So here's what, like, yeah, it's just, yeah. like, WWE misses this, and, and AEW is great about it, is that, like, Part of the reason I enjoy I'm a fan and a spectator of pro wrestling is that I know that crowd has the potential of being hot, right? Like, and that's part of the ruckus, right? Like we, you'll, you'll be there, you'll experience it. And even when you're watching live, like that's half of the fun of the show more often than not. Mm-hmm. And WWE has just milked all of that out of their crowd because they want specific things that people don't want. And, like, WWE goes, like, well, it's hard for us to market against that because it's flighty and it jumps around. But, like, but tough, that's the reason we fucking like it is because, yeah. like, we've got a bit of a fucking choose-your-own-adventure going on here. Yeah. Yeah. I would say to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole here, the biggest difference that I noticed from watching an AEW show, even Impact Wrestling and Ring of Honor – to a lesser extent, because they mm-hmm. obviously don't have the crowds that AEW have. But those three promotions, in comparison to WWE, is those three promotions are saying, hey, we're going to throw a lot of shit at you. We want to know what you like and what hits with you. And then we're going to find out, right? We're going to run with MJF, right? Because MJF started off wrestling Sammy Guevara and Jungle Boy, and now he's, you know, had a title shot and with Jericho, right? Where WWE says, we want edge to be our top guy as a baby face and we're like, man that's not that like that's not cool try him as a heel no we want edge as a baby face and we're gonna get over the word grit he's gonna say grit every other sentence that's what we want and then we're like but and they go no that is what you want and it's like stop telling me what i want case in point I don't think they did this this week, but I complained to you off off air one day about, I think four weeks in a row, I heard a different person go, I've always wanted to do this. Welcome to Monday Night Raw. And I'm like, you, you, you ran the same script four weeks in a row. I know four different people didn't individually all want to do this always because nobody's ever fucking welcomed us to Raw before. So how would they have wanted to do it when they didn't think it was a fucking thing? Like, but no, they just hammer fisted, hammer fisted over and over again. I, I'm really surprised I didn't hear it this week. I was like, oh my God, like well, they didn't do it. And it, it's force fed, but it's force fed 
and they're still getting bad reactions and they're just plowing through. Nope, 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 nope. Like it's one thing with Orange Cassidy, right? Orange Cassidy does his hands in the pockets. But as we got back out on the road, we're seeing people are still liking it, right? It's maybe not what it was last year or the year before that, but people are still like, oh, oh, right? If he was in WWE and we didn't like the, the hands in the pocket, WWE say, do it the first thing. Make sure they know that they're seeing. Oh, it feels like they, their business model is like Stockholm Syndrome. They're like, we're mm -hmm. going to keep doing it until they like, you know what, it's not that bad. Yeah, okay, you know. It's Johnny problem. Drip Drip. It's Drip Drip. It's but, okay. Yeah, it's, it's Drip Drip. Uh, yeah, you know what, man? That's one of the few things. I... <laughs> nah, that sucks. That Again, sucks. it's by proxy. It's because like if you got to sit there and watch everything else, you're kind of like, all right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right, moved exactly. a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. A day-old cookie doesn't look too bad when it's sitting next to shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Well, on the flip side of that, what's not shit, at Devil Vam says, Mox is so smart, flipping him over for the finish rather than hurting Suzuki again. Brilliant. Hashtag tweet the table, hashtag AW Dynamite. So, yeah, they're going in on Mox. Like you said, he's the he's better than Japan. Well, here's my only criticism, and, and we saw this a little bit in WWE, where Moxley finds a little bit of a rhythm of a match that he likes, and then he starts kind of autopilot, autopilot the match, right? So what we saw in WWE was that he bounces off the second rope and he does the clothesline. We saw that every fucking time, and we're like, did you not, right? And he's gotten away from that. The thing I'm noticing now where I'm like, let's tighten it up, is this finisher is just now a suplex. Like, yeah. It's not a DDT anymore. We're just going suplex, double arm suplex. And that's fine, but that's not the move. So do the move. What the hell? So that's my criticism. And I know it's splitting hairs, but I've been noticing that the last few matches where it's like, no, it's a, it's a double arm DDT, like DDT him. I want you to hit his head on the mat, right? Like do that. But no, ah, suplex. I'm like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, what happened by the way, I didn't, I've watched it twice now and I still don't know exactly. Did you see what happened to Suzuki's eye? It was bleeding like a stuck I, I, pig. I, I did not know. Uh, um, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't yeah, catch so what, like what hashtag tweet the table. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hashtag tweet the table. If you saw, there you go. Yeah, there you go. And speaking of hashtag tweet the table, we will get back into those. Sorry, pull one up right now at Katie first lady again says, it's interesting how punk and cabana are working in the same company again. I'm guessing they haven't had any interaction since the legal issues. This would make a great storyline, in my opinion. Uh, someone from Punk's past? Probably not going to happen, though. Hashtag AEW Dynamite, hashtag Tweet the Table. I don't know. We did Matt Hardy and Edge. Yeah, we did. And that's that's a good example. That is a mm -hmm. very good example. This has a little bit different uh, of a tone to it because yeah, there's money. And actual there's livelihoods at stake. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Mm. Now, a couple things. One... Uh, Adam Blompier on Parts Unknown, the the YouTube channel which is in association with Russell Talk, he does a storyline where Punk debuts and he goes after Cabana. The real Russell Talk. What's not, the other? Not the, there's a a local Russell Talk podcast. Here in oh Kansas yeah, City. No, no, they're good guys, but no, they're good guys. Talk in England, yeah. But Russell Talk, Russell Talk yeah, in, right. in England, right? Um, but uh, Adam Blompier does a, uh, his like story and he says i'm debuting punk against cabana watch that it's pretty good i liked it a lot it was it was credit to him now the other thing that i've seen is i i don't know where this clip came from there's so many vlogs right now ethan page has one sammy guevara there's obviously uh the young bucks and all their stuff one of them 
there's a round table, you know, where like the, the dark order meets in that little horseshoe, uh, yeah, love it. Uh, booth, yes. you know, mm -hmm. so they're answering questions and someone says, Hey, Cabana, are you excited that CM Punk is coming to AEW? And Orange Cassidy is just like lame, like poolside kind of behind mm -hmm. him on top of the thing. And he just laughs like he breaks character and he had to like go off and like let, like turn away from the camera because he was laughing so hard. So yeah, I, there's still some yeah. some fresh feelings there. I don't know if we're gonna do that. Yeah, I, I, we're not. But yeah, and again, I think Cabana is just not at that level right now to be like one of the people Punk is is taking on. You know what I mean? Like, but I mean, you could easly do it, right? Oh uh, yeah, a bump, a bump backstage. What the hell? Well, especially as part of the Dark Order, get them involved. Oh my god. Which, by the way, again, I don't know the, the tweet tables that we're doing here. Are we talking about the Dark Order? Because I want to We'll have to bring it, it up, but nobody's brought it up. But we've got one more tweet the table, so we can bring it up after that. You want to do that? Okay, yeah, yeah. let's do that then. Yep. Because, yeah, again, we're the voice of the voices here. We let you be the producer. We, we talk about what you want to talk about first, right? Fuck Tom. It's just, don't let him speak harsh. first. We're going to let him. <laughs> okay. First, before Tom gets to speak, it's at AUC Canada. He says, can somebody please tell Taz how to pronounce Malachi Black? Hashtag AW Rampage. Hashtag Tweet the Table. Hey, you're not going to get all of that through to Taz. He doesn't got time. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, what a mean take. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, like Taz is going to be like, oh, it's what? Yeah, all right, man. Listen, I got shit going on here. Like, uh -huh. I'm going to call him. What the fuck I'm going to call him? You know what I'm fucking talking about. You got to make something of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's how I picture Taz going like, Listen, I get the fuck. You listen, jerk off. I get his fucking name right. Like I'm gonna fucking, like I, I fuck it up once in a while. What are you fucking? Your ass ain't rosy fresh. You want to fucking take it outside? <laughs> <laughs> Which credit to him during the uh, MJF promo, just co-signing everything MJF was saying about Cincinnati. Yeah. He's like, yeah, the Reds suck. Yeah, and just, yeah, this town is horrible. <laughs> like, I like the little things that he was doing. Now he he stayed off of it when it got a little bit too serious, right? When mm. we're talking about those yeah, real it was topics, like, yeah, abortion, right? Yeah, exactly. But when it was talking about the Reds and the skyline chili and those things, yeah, yeah it was pretty skyline good. That chili. Have you ever had this? Yeah. Is what, what's the deal? I, I've never cinnamon, heard of it. Right? It's just it's cinnamon. I don't know. I think yeah. I've heard of Skyline Chili. One of my favorite all-time fighters was from Cincinnati, so that was one thing that he would bring up in interviews. So it's like something I've been aware of. I'm not going to tell you it's terrible, had. right? But it's just kind of one of those where it's like it feels like a gimmick. Okay. Okay. So is it – okay, so Skyline Chili is a restaurant or it's a style of it's chili? It's a style of chili. I think they add oh. cinnamon to the chili. Like a oh. bunch of cinnamon. So I'm like, I mean, yeah, it's not – like you get it, but it's kind of – it kind of – it like – Makes a little more sweet and and savory mix kind of a thing. You know what I mean? All those cinnamons. Yeah. You know. Okay. And well, hey, listen. Fact check me. Correct me if I'm wrong. You know, if there's like technically cinnamon, right. you know, fucking yeah. butter or whatever. Cinnamon like, I don't and brown sugar. Know. It's cinnamon and brown sugar. And then that's what you put in there. It's a little some... sprinkle of cardamom, you fucking dick. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't fucking know what it is. I'll look it up later. We don't fact but, check here, yeah. but okay. Good to know what it was. I always right, thought it was right, a right. restaurant. Like, I thought it was like, we have to go there to get the the go to the restaurant, but okay. Yeah, it's, nope. it's a style of chili. I mean, there may be a restaurant. I don't fucking know. I don't know anything about Cincinnati. What <laughs> 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 am I going to do there? All right. Oh, oh, they breed badasses, oh, apparently. That's all what I know. Well, what a depressing sports town, though. The Bengals. You realize that no one has ever tweeted 
a uh, or excuse me, no one has ever texted a Bengals victory because the last time they had a playoff victory, text wasn't around. <laughs> Fuck them. Uh, I like Joe Burrow, but them and then the reds well the last player you've had that was good was barry larkin i mean you got joey Votto; he's decent but like god damn and then what else is in cincinnati oh i'm is sure a- there's a minor league hockey team okay yeah probably uh, but those are the two sports teams right those we, are the two major ones probably pissed off somebody who's like favorite yeah, team dude, is the minor right. league oh, yeah the fucking cincinnati i love cool the cats. trash dogs yeah, i'm I the love fucking the cincinnati trash. cool cats man i like the trash dogs, <laughs> the trash dogs. <laughs> yeah that second baseman he can throw it he can throw it well to that first baseman trash the, dogs. Yeah. <laughs> listen to us all right okay so what that's what that's what we got for Tweet yep. the table? That is what oh, we got man. for Tweet the Table. So, again, if you want to play along, you should play along because if you're not playing along, you're wrong. Um, and I like that. we, Yeah, we give you the stage. We let you talk to the world first. But now that's done. Now it's not fuck Tom. Now it is like, Tom, fuck, let's do this. What do we yeah, got, so Tom? Let's do, well, let's do some quick hits. So, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, uh, Colt Cabana, Dark Order. Now, on Dynamite, we saw a six-man tag. It was the Dark Order versus Sean Spears and FTR. I'm finding, before we get into the Dark Order, one thought that just came to my mind as I was saying that out loud. I found it interesting that they didn't, because when they said it's the Dark Order, it's the Dark Order. They don't say John Silver, Evil Uno, you know, Stu Grayson. It's just the Dark Order. I'm noticing, though, with Pinnacle, starting to just say it's FTR and Sean Spears or it's FTR hmm. and Wardlow or it's Sean Spears and Ward. Like they're not saying the pinnacle as much. Yeah. Maybe they're drifting away from that, but drifting anyhow, away. the pinnacle gets the victory after the match. Eve Luno says, Hey, guns and poses. You fucked up, pushes them. Stu Grayson, or then John Silver pushes Eve Luno. Stu Grayson hits John Silver. Colt Cabana comes in. 10 comes in. We're What's happening to the Dark Order? Dude, this is so sad. Now, listen, I know, like, for them to stay relevant and fun and, and somebody we care about, like, they have to have storylines. And so, like, they need something, right? Rather than just bumbling around doing nothing. But, like, man, I hope this, like, doesn't actually split. I do like the idea. I think you floated this idea of one of them being the Dark Order wolf pack for a while. Yeah. Like, and, and yeah. Doing that whole, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. yeah like, I think that'd like, be Like, even if they're like, well, listen, we're, we're, not, we're not breaking up. Yeah. We're just gonna like we're gonna we're gonna hang out for a little while. You guys hang out for a while. We'll just need some space. We'll be the Dark Order Wolf Pack, and they're I red and black either. versus yeah. purple and black, right? And they're coming out and they're yeah. I think that'd be fun doing oh. chants and, then, and stuff. Oh. And then it, and then if the elite so are like, so hear me out. You got Colt Cabana, Johnny Hungy. Who else would be in the Wolf Pack version, right? The the like well, so they up, have split up. Well, well, but they have split it up. Mm. So I believe it's. Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and Colt Cabana on mm-hmm. one side, and then it's John Silver, Five, and Ten on the other See, side. I think that's a weird mix. I think you'd put all the like, you know, what I mean, if you're gonna do the Dark Order Wolfpack, you want all the fun oh, yeah, guys yeah. on one. But right. Anyway. But Alex Reynolds has left the Dark Order. Ugh. He's not a part of him right now. The yeah, other that thing guy, that I thought was interesting, I felt like he wasn't supposed to be there. No, he's he's a he's a recruiter, Tim. That's yeah, true. It's true. One thing that I thought everybody was interesting, belongs though, in the Dark Order is. Is the uh, crowd was chanting no the entire time they were fighting? They're like, no, no. Also, key detail is before the match, Anna Jay was like, hey, straighten this shit out. Then they start fighting. Her and Tay Conti comes out and they're like, what the hell's going on? 
Tay Conti, not Dark Order. What is she doing? Here's a fun. Order. Here's a fun thing they could do, right? So, like, we want Hangman to come in and save the day and take the things away from Kenny Omega, right? Take the title away. He's gonna ride in to save the day, but he's gonna realize that like a more important matter is at hand first because oh, that's what's my happening. Family matters first. Yep. He's gonna help the Dark Order realign, and then it's on to business with the full power behind him. So that's and we yes. all love and him. And then and then we get the Kenny Omega hangman in december like he's gonna write him for omega he's gonna be like i'm back now and then like he's gonna realize like what is going on here what happened they're gonna like no don't worry about it go go do your match just right and he'll be like no 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 this is my family matters first right yeah this is my biggest competition right now is the thought of you guys breaking apart yeah oh but here here's how we can get more dissension though this is Mm. where i think it's a little interesting again tay conti when anna jay was hurt was like the pseudo female dark order but she never joined right she's not claws up she's not claws up i think i think we're gonna see her maybe play some some of these guys maybe gets in the ear of 10 and says well why would you listen to john silver one of them joined the hardy family office no 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 we don't want no no if anyone joins another faction i want them to join the wingmen that's the faction we need to be doubling down on fuck the The hardys so great yeah um Ruby oh. Soho debuted. Well, Ruby Soho, here's another thing I was going to mention about the refs. How we talked about earlier, Bryce uh, was fucking over Eddie Kingston, and then uh, uh, Aubrey Edwards mm-hmm. Edwards uh, messed up Marilyn the three Manson. count. Easy, take it. <laughs> um, I, I, so Ruby won her uh, battle royal, right? Yep. The casino battle royal. She hugs Bryce, and that's fine because you're probably caught up in the moment. I, I can forgive some things. It was after the match, not before the match, so I'm okay, right? But then if you noticed, she wins on Dynamite against Jamie Hayter. First thing she does is hug the ref again. Yeah. Like, no, so, no, uh, yeah, stop this that. Improper relationship. Um, yes, let's that's what I think we're going to do. Casino Battle Royal here. I, I don't mind the format of the four suits, but if you're going to do the entrances... Do each entrance. Let me watch them all, stage them, and then like release them all at once on thing. Because like you're having entrances go off while the like fighting's going on. Part of the whole allure of the wrestling thing is like people get it like, oh my god, it's this person or cheer for that person or whatever. Yeah, I I mean I like that we're getting it done quicker, right? Because when you bring out five, well, fucking all right, there we go. That's shit. I don't have to wait around for or go no entrances. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm fine right. with that. But then, but then that's the hard thing, because does only the Joker get the entrance, right? Like, it's it's difficult. I think what you yeah, should do... Yeah, what about do, the first five people? That feels weird. Yeah. I think what you should do is just do one minute each, and then you have the rest period where they're actually wrestling, and then the next suit, one minute each, right? So you should be able to do a fucking intro in one minute, right? A whole entrance should not take longer than a minute. So you get your shit in, you get in the ring, you go. Well, and that's whoever. as simple as they drew each suit, but then whatever they ranked in the number that they drew in the suit is who goes first. Right. And then they get a exactly. minute. Then who goes second? They get a minute. Yeah. Who goes third? They get a minute. Yeah, that's even better. Goddamn. That's Myers. how. Yeah, they just need to slow that down, yeah. but then give us the time to wrestle before mm-hmm. the next uh, card yeah. is called. Hey, let's talk about something we did yesterday. We went to Up Down Kansas City Arcade Bar here, uh, you know, friends of the show, and we host. Well, we we commentated the matches 
for their Nintendo 64 WWF No Mercy tournament with 100 bucks on the line. Tommy was competed in it. Went two and two. Two and two. I wanted to go 0 and four. Yeah. (laughs) Double elimination tournament. Well, you wanted to go 0 and two. You wanted to go 0 and two. Yeah. But two and two. Kept winning. Kept winning. Um, And Trinity, the final boss, um, stood tall. I know. I could play that game in a sleep. Um, <laughs> super great time though that we had there. Great guys. We got to see Niles Planquet, Randy Gordy, Michael Strider was hanging out, which is Marty always Party. a blast. Marty Party was there, and of course we were there. It was fun. That's it was a it was great a cool time. Party. Uh, we got an event for them coming up. Uh, September twenty fifth. Yep. There it is, September twenty fifth. Camelot Ballroom, um, Overland Park. Woo! Come mm-hmm. on with it. It's gonna be fun. All it's gonna be a good war. time. All yeah, out got- war. You got uh, Jeremy Wyatt, who I think is one of the better wrestlers in the area. And then you got legend, uh, Mouth South, Jimmy Hart, coming in, meet and greet with Jimmy him. Hart. That'll be fun. Jimmy Hart. So I hope they got some cocaine ready. All right, never mind. Hey, uh, hey, 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 hey. I mean, Jimmy. What's well, so now? Right, <laughs> let's get into the other fun thing from the weekend, though. Mm. So we hosted an event. That was fun. We got to see um well, before we do that before we talk about that let's talk one more thing we did briefly mention it uh sounds like triple h had a heart attack and so we heard yeah. all this like nxt is going to be run by mcmahon and and bruce that makes a little bit more sense of like okay where is triple h like we were all like what happened there and then mm. i don't know like yeah there that i'm not saying that nothing happened but it seems too matter of fact business yeah. to where I don't think it's as, as serious as yeah, I don't think he like keeled over but I think like it was probably one of those like hey man my fucking heart's not fit. and they're probably like mm. I think they probably just ran a scan and saw yep. some blockage and said hey this looks like a genetic defect from you know your father or your mother whatever it is hey let's just clear that out now it's the heart so that's fucking scary and then we just you know we're in and out my dad had heart surgery and yeah. told me the day after he didn't he was like ah it's no big deal I'm like it's heart surgery. It's heart. Ah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. They went through the wrist. They did this whole thing. It's fine. I was like, motherfucker, tell me that shit before. And so I think that's why they did it. It's yeah. like, hey, we owe the the. Yeah, they didn't give any indication that like people weren't like, please send thoughts and prayers or anything. Right. You know. But yeah. again, they're a publicly traded company, and if one of their executives may not be doing too great, I think it in good faith to tell their stakeholders what the hell's going on. I just don't think it's. Triple H might die next week. Yeah, it's, no. it's just, you know, one of those things. Boy, wouldn't it be the thing that Vince McMahon oh. would outlive Triple H? Dude, Vince McMahon's mom is still alive. Oh. Do we not realize that? Like, he's not dying anytime soon. His company is, but he's not. Like, yeah, he might outlive the company. I'm telling you, like, the, I feel like this whole consensus is that Vince is going to die in two years. His mom's still alive. Wouldn't it He's be got the thing good genetics. That, like we say that like he legit killed the industry. Like we always say that like he killed the industry along the way to making no, WWE well, what it was. He isn't. He well, isn't. but then well, he wouldn't kill the industry. But like then he killed his own company. Like you know what I mean? Like it, and like it it crushed under right before he died. Like yeah, Jesus. Now that could easily happen. Another thing though, as we're just kind of spitballing topics here, it's quick hits to to recap mm-hmm. and end the show here. Uh, you know, we bitched about uh, the, the minds in pro wrestling, I think, when Dusty Rhodes passed away because we we're like, that sucks. Or no, it was when Pat Patterson, Pat Patterson. passed away because mm-hmm. we're like, damn it, because it was Dusty Rhodes. It was Pat Patterson. And we're like, those guys are so great, but now we're losing valuable minds in the pro wrestling industry. I just want to say this. And again, I'm a prisoner of the moment. But I think 
if this keeps going with the track record he's developing, Tony Khan, if you do another two years of this kind of storytelling, he's the booker, right, of AEW. If you have a five-year run that's just incredible moment after yeah. incredible moment, you got to put him up there with the Paul Heymans because, you know, ECW is, again, my favorite promotion of all time. Not anymore. It's AEW. And ECW wasn't around for as, that long. It wasn't as right. if you've got to do 15 years to overtake ECW. So, Tony Khan, credit to you for all the uh, creative brilliance you're, you're putting out. And again, I know you're probably collaborating with the wrestlers and things like that. It's a group project here, but you're the you're the coach. So, credit to you. So now, before uh, AW All Out, there was an event because you know oh. every three days GCW does an event. And it feels that way. We had AW All Out War. Or it was not All Out War. No, that's the Dynamic Wrestling Federation's program. It was yes. AW Art of War Games. Excuse there me. There it is. There Mixing it is. up my pro wrestling companies, man. Tom. So happens. many of them now. Uh, Art of War Games. And wow. I mean, we know what GCW brings you. And it's not for the faint of heart, right? Mm-mm. And they delivered on all of that. And the War Games was intense. But there was bigger news coming out of that at, at the end. Well, hold on. Before we get to mm. the end, I do want to say kudos because he announced it on his Twitter page. That was his last death match. But Ricky Shane Page, that was his last, last death match as of, you know, pro wrestling. Oh, he wrestling. took a hell of a toss off. Of That's the what I'm saying. The, oh. Like he went out in a blaze of glory for his death match career. Again, we don't know. He told us off air, you know, not in front of anyone, like, I'm not doing deathmatch anymore. So it seemed legit. Um, but credit to him for going out, like I said, in a blaze of glory. Again, with Nick Gage, uh, 440, all the stuff. It was fantastic. So I want to say kudos to him before we get into the main event. Now let's talk about it. The main event. <sighs> Matt Cardona coming out like WrestleMania 7, Macho King, except it's Deathmatch King. Yeah. And open or has an open challenge. Yeah, Anyone can come out for his universal championship. Yeah, that he's got his, spinner with purple colors and Velcro and oh it's yeah. Great. And you know, so great. Who's gonna answer? And we have someone come out. I believe it was. Oh, it's the guy. Oh, he was just he wears the fun mask. I can't think of his name right now. But anyhow, he's not important right now in the story. He comes out, and so Matt Cardona's thinking it's gonna be him. A yeah. black hooded character comes out from behind, starts doing the John Moxley thing like Cardona did yeah. to Nick Gage, mm-hmm. and it's Moxley. And it's Moxley. So yeah, he brought out the like druids or whatever this guy does, and I forget his name off the top of my head right now too. But like, and the whole my only criticism of that was like Cardona like one punched the whole crew away, right? Like they, yeah. they tuck their tail and run, and which which gets him in the like. So talk about punks, like chumps, get out of here, and then behind. Does the Moxley, which is again storytelling of the of the, you know what I mean? The callbacks is great. So mm-hmm. yeah, love that. And then it's Moxley, and he wins. Apparently, like that's the open challenge match, which was weird to me, right? Like I was like, wait a minute, I thought we just did the open challenge, right? Like I, I was lost. But here we are. Moxley's now holding the title. What happens to the Universal Championship? Nick fucking Gage comes out to confront Moxley, which was a stare down from. Ah. Uh, oh. Loved yeah, it. Was, oh, it was G Raver. Yeah, that's who it was. G Raver. Right. That's who it was. I, I had to get make sure that we got his name. He is scary, by the way. Very yeah. scary. I don't. Yeah. I'm, gives me nightmares. But so John Moxley takes out Matt Cardona. He's now 
the GCW Heavyweight Championship, a detail that we didn't talk about at All Out, as Moxley was making his way to the ring, wearing a GCW hoodie. So that forbidden door is crushed. Well, I thought that was and there's a Moxley promo where he's like, where he's like, listen, you think I want this thing? Like this is, he's like, I wanted this because of what it means. He's like, doesn't mean much, but I'm gonna make it mean something. Like this is bait to me. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like he's like, this is this is for you. Like you got to come get this, right? Like oh, I loved it. So October 9th, we're gonna get Nick Gage versus John Moxley. Mm-hmm. But here's the elephant in the room, Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona. I know. I was so upset that they pulled this trigger though, because Cardona nah, is doing some of the best work ever. Like, of any heel that I've seen. Like, this harkens back to, like, Piper days of him just, like, getting that. Andy Kaufman. Yeah, Andy Kaufman level heat where just, like, they're, like, they're going to kill this guy. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to stab him out there. And, I mean, with a broken beer bottle. It's not even going to be, like, a clean cut. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be a rusty razor blade, man. Um, mm, I I need more of this Cardona character. But maybe that's why they took a left turn because they're like, okay, hold on. We want to continue to do shows every day. Like, we don't want our... It seems that way, right? We do a fucking live stream in a different city across the nation every day. Milwaukee, Tampa. Colorado (laughs) Springs, New York. It's like every other day. It's like, goddamn, guys, slow down. And I think if you look at the schedule, October 9th, they have two shows. I think they're doing a Jersey show, and then they're doing the show with Moxley and uh, GCW delivers action. I will give them that. They fucking deliver action. But, so what do you think happens here? I know we don't do predictions from GCW, but... I I think Matt Cardona's not done. I don't think he was a transitional champion where he just did the fun stuff and now he goes to Impact and we never see him again. So what do you think happens? Think he gets it back? I think we may get a triple threat. GCW feels like a, a promotion that where it's on the spot. So here's what it is. He comes threat. in, he interrupts to where neither can continue. We get a no contest. It becomes a triple threat at the next thing with Cardona Steel, like just trying to do act two. Like, I'm going to get that fucking thing back. Or I would even love if Cardona starts going around and be like, okay, you won the GCW world title, but, like, you didn't get the universal title. And he's still out there, and everybody's like, fuck this guy. And they're like, no, i got to take that title off him because fuck that guy. And he's like, nah, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Bitch. Right? Like, I, yeah. I just think I, I think we're going to have him – this is my prediction. I think we're going to have him some way grab Nick Gage's leg, do something – that cost Nick Gage the match. Moxley wins. Moxley's not aware that Matt Cardona did the thing. So now he says, I got to kick Nick Gage's ass again because I didn't really win. And then Matt Cardona, you're getting your ass in here. And then at the next pay-per-view, whatever that is, October 10th, then we're going to do the the triple threat the next night. And then it's going to be, that's the payoff, I think. Nick Gage, I think, pins Matt Cardona. John Moxley then says, all right, I gave you two matches. Now I'm going to go with Eddie Kingston and go for the tag titles or do something AEW. I think Cardona stays in GCW a while. I hope so. He's I so think good. so. I hope so. Yeah, I agree. If he doesn't, wherever he goes, I hope he can catch that. Like he, you know what I mean? Like, he can't. Hey, but he can't. Like he can't. He can't. That's the it's crowd that you GCW. do it. Yeah. The only other crowd that I think he could possibly get close to with that kind of heat, and it's just because they're the type of fans that would – do it out of respect is an AEW is if he came back around dressed like macho man or dressed like yeah. Vince and did a, you know, goes after Cody or something like that. He oh no, they cheer close. the young bucks. Yeah. But we would boo like we boo MJF, right? Yeah. Like we, ah, you know, yeah, but the actual heat is only happening. Yeah. The actual, yeah. 
Oh, it's so because good. of the built up career and the characters that he was and what he represented and meant. Like you can't replicate that anywhere else. Like GCW was trying to be anti everything that, and here comes this guy, and he's like, "But I let's am make that. it this. I am yeah, that. Let's make it that. Yeah. And like, and I'm better than you. <laughs> like, oh, so great. But you know what else is great? This show, AW All Out. We got Rampage tomorrow. I'm getting excited for that. Well, let's talk about that real quick before we get mm-hmm. out of here. Rampage. We got the big episode where it's Andrade versus Pac. What do you think Andrade. happens there? Andrade shenanigans or straight up shenanigans but i don't think we're gonna get i think now that the lucha bros have the tag titles and they're on high we're not gonna get that whole thing where they turn on Pac or anything so i just think yeah i think he'll win but it's it's you know the glasses dude who you know crushes a briefcase the back of his head or something yeah it just feels like that had such good momentum and because of a travel issue you now miss, kind of you know I mean? falls yeah. flat sometimes yeah. things are out of your control and you're like oh man what could have been you gotta try again get another storyline going somewhere down the road yeah hey and by the way if you're uh, listening to this or watching this on a thursday night rampage is going to be tomorrow night i will be doing my instant reaction join me on the youtube channel uh chat with me there and also leave a comment if you have uh to watch later and love to love to hear from you. But I'm going to give you my instant reaction to a one-hour show. Love one-hour wrestling. All right. So, once again, you could have been a part of this show. All you had to do was use hashtag Tweet the Table on Twitter, and we would have read your thoughts at the start of this show. So, as a reminder, uh, and we'll leave you with that, if you're not playing, or uh, what was it? If you're not playing along, you're wrong. The Spanish Announce Table.